Welcome to the Week 9 FFL Podcast. I am Jeff the Freebird Nickerson, the GM of the first place, Las Vegas. Don't call them the Freezebirds because we are the top damn team in the league. We are the Freebirds. Huge show this week. Huge. We're going to break down all of the Week 9 games, but this league, this league... Trades are like meth in the FFL, and everyone is addicted. Seven trades this week. Seven. That is insane. We are up to 34 trades on the year. I've created a monster. So I'm going to go over each trade, but I thought, why not call the guy who moved the most pieces this week? That's right. Buffalo Bush Boys GM Ryan Head joins us this week. But before we get to Head, a word from our sponsor. This week's podcast is sponsored by The Barn, the elite performance center in Durham region. The Barn will help you become a better you. Use promo code Coach Darcy for 50% off your first three months. All right, let's welcome to the podcast the GM of the 4-4 four and four Buffalo Bush Boys, Ryan Head. Head, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, buddy. Hope all the uh, FFL boys are doing well this week. So, you decided this was the week to blow it up. Tell the listeners and your number one fan, myself, why. <laughs> uh... Not really sure exactly why this week, but uh, three-game losing streak wasn't good. Uh, tight ends in the last three weeks combined for under a point for me. So let's stop you. Right, let me said. stop you right there. Um, about Graham, about two weeks ago, I offered you Jimmy Graham for a 15th round pick. You said no. Continue. Continue. Yeah. Okay. GM error there, but uh, <laughs> part, of the, part of the reason that led to the blow up. Uh, just didn't think the team was deep enough. I know. A few people said the team was maybe one of the best in the league, if not the best, but I just didn't think this was the year. Plus, watching, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but watching Darcy work his magic at GM, maybe you want to trade for some picks, because uh, come next year, I don't think people are going to be dishing out picks like cigarettes again. Yeah, I think said. I don't think the second and third round picks are going to be flying like they were this year, that's for sure. Um, when you're sitting at the draft, it's not gonna, and you're not picking guys in the second, third round. It could be rough. Yeah, and we got a few guys that did that this week. So let's go through the trades from this week. We're just gonna go one to seven in the order they came in. So the first trade saw your Buffalo Bush Boys deal Zeke Elliott, Kyle Rudolph, a fifth and a ninth to the Austin Rattlesnakes for Devontae Freeman, Ricky Seals Jones, and a goddamn second and a seventh. How do you feel about that? Uh, I was happy to get the second. I had some offers for a third, but the second kind of sealed the deal. Deal there. And Freeman's an all right piece back, so yeah, you got you got a, a good player back and a second. I would have gave you a third and my worst player at best. So <laughs> that was uh, that was impressive. The rattlesnakes are all in. They oh, yeah. they have no turning back right now. The second trade, you traded the Green Bay running backs, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, a 6th and a 12th, to the Vancouver Grizzlies for Joe Mixon, Juju Smith-Schuster, a 4th and a 10th. In my notes, I just wrote, laugh out loud, how did the Grizzlies decide not only to give you a 4th and a 10th, 
but also two players that are good. He traded for Joe Mixon, and Juju Smith-Schuster is the number one receiver in Pittsburgh. I can't believe it. One of the worst trades I've seen this year. <laughs> what do you have to say? I, that, that was his – well, for the most part, he offered the players. I wasn't expecting to get, like, decent players back. So that uh, kind of sealed the deal there because that way it keeps my team – Maybe a fringe playoff team, but then I went and did more trades, so probably not a fringe playoff team. <laughs> yeah, but you're, you still shouldn't have those guys. Like, you could trade both of them for picks right now. Like, yeah, exactly. Joe Mixon I wouldn't touch, but Juju, who knows? He still got points on Monday night. That yep. was unbelievable. Full fireball from the Grizzlies. <laughs> I cannot. Could you imagine trading your second pick and your fourth pick, and all you have to show for it is Aaron Jones, who's in a timeshare, and the Bucks' second wide receiver, Chris Godwin. What yeah, the f- Aaron Jones was sick when Jamal Williams looked like he like, broke his neck there. I was <laughs> laughing, but now yeah. with both in there, it's a little dicey. Yeah, good luck. You can start both of them each week. Awesome. Third trade of the week saw the Grizz then flip Kenyon Drake and a ninth to uh, the Cincinnati Psychos for Darius Geis and a tenth. I mean, if Geis is going to be healthy in week 11, I would have kept him till week 11, hoped that he blew up. And then traded him in week 12 at the deadline. Deadline day. That'll be hot. But other <laughs> other than that, uh, there's not much to say about that, Trey. What do you got? Uh, I just think, I think up Drake, not a bad thing. He might be okay for Arizona, but Geis might be the better long-term option as the season goes on. For sure. Fourth trade of the week saw the Psychos again in blow-up mode move. Stefan Diggs in an eighth. The Austin Rattlesnakes for scary Terry McLaren in a fifth. The Snakes are totally all in. All in. They now have digs to go along with those running backs. That team's scary. I think they can win the whole league. What yeah, I like that trade for both guys. Uh, Zach getting a pick. And Scary Terry's no no slouch. So Yeah, someone will trade for him and, too in a bit. Uh, and Diggs, Diggs is obviously going to help uh, Beal's team. It's even better now. Yeah, it's scary. Fifth trade. Saw your Bush boys again get back into the action. This time flipping Keenan Allen. An eighth and a tenth to the Miami Vice for Marvin Jones, a fifth and a seventh. Wrote down here, how the hell did you get two picks for Keenan Allen? I don't even, this doesn't make any sense. Like, why didn't he just do the five for the eight? How did you get the other pick? Well, Beal had been sniffing around on Keenan Allen too. So when I told the Vice that, the Vice were desperate for some trade action. And uh, once I told them that Beal was in on... On Keenan Allen, then he spiced it up a bit, and uh, we came came to the two picks, which is good for me. <laughs> Very good for you. And you got Marvin Jones. The guy got four touchdowns two games ago. You can start him. Why is everyone trading you guys you can start? This is bullshit. Give me the worst player. Fuck. All right, six trades. Saw the Mimico Tigers wash their hands of Odell Beckham, trading him along with an 11th, the Atlantic City Aces, for Amari Cooper and a 13th. Tigers, obviously, were just sick of Odell but also got their favorite player in the league, Amari Cooper, who's been unreal this year. So, I mean, I guess 11 for 13, who really cares? You got the player you want. And then Zano looks at it like he got a better pick, and Odell is supposed to be the better player, so why not? Yeah, eventually Odell's got to do something, you'd think. But yes. the, Browns, the Browns look so bad. The Browns look awful, like terrible. All right, seventh and final trade. The Cincinnati Psychos go back into the tank game. By trading Allen Robinson and Kenyon Drake, who they just picked, and a 7th and a 12th to the Georgetown Hoyas for a couple throw-ins and a 5th and a 10th. This is the Hoyas' first trade of the year. Welcome to the party. 
I do like Allen Robinson, though. I would have actually probably taken him over Diggs the rest of the year just because Trubisky is absolutely horrible and only can throw it to him for some reason. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think that time Jiggy made a deal. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, I like Allen Robinson probably in the long run for sure, but the Chicago quarterback situation is a joke. It is a joke. Okay, so thanks for going through the trades with me. I have four questions that I'm going to need the answer to. The first question is sponsored by Bet365. The bet of the week. Any sport, what's the pick, what's the line? Give it to the listeners. I'm going to have to go with uh, college football, Nebraska minus three over Purdue. It's at Purdue, but Purdue is horrible this year, and Nebraska's quarterback could win that game on his own. Beautiful. You heard it here. Lock it in. Nebraska minus three. Saturday? Saturday. Yeah. All right. All right, second question. You have to pick one. Two options. First option, the Bills win a Super Bowl, but you are never allowed to drink booze again. Second option, the Leafs win a Stanley Cup, but your daughter Harper marries a diehard Pats fan. Fuck, that's tough. (laughs) (laughs) That might be the toughest question I've ever been asked. I'm going to probably have to go with uh, Harper marries, at least win the Cup and Harper marries a Pats fan. (laughs) All right, all right. I just have to beat the shit out of the kid. Yeah. That's not a big deal. You just get him to buy you yeah. beer all the time. Exactly. <laughs> all right, third question. A, a popular one on the podcast last week. Mary, fuck, kill. We have Kyle Williams, Fat Bob, and Ralph Wilson. Mary, Fat Bob, 100%. <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, fuck Kyle Williams and kill, kill Ralph. He's already dead anyway, so. All right, I, I thought about this one too. I would marry Ralph for the money. He's going to die anyways, and then I'm a billionaire. I'd fuck Fat Bob because barbecue sauce, who cares, would be a good time. And Kyle, I'm sorry, but you look like my buddy Matt Henney, and that ain't going to work, so see you later. Uh, the fourth and final question, give it to me straight, Corey or Carrie Beal? I knew this one was coming, but I'm <laughs> sorry, Carrie, but uh, Beal's go- Corey's going 2-0. and oh. uh, I'm going to have to go Corey for two reasons. Oh. I see him more. And two, when I do see him, he's usually – absolutely annihilated and it's hilarious (laughs) that is correct can confirm um all right that's two for Corey. thanks head for coming on you're great thanks for having me um after you make some more big moves maybe we'll have to call you again but hopefully this is just the start of your tumble to the bottom and (laughs) that would be the best for me uh bush boys rest in peace thanks for coming on talk to you later Okay, thanks to Ryan Head, the GM of the Buffalo Bush Boys, for joining us. But it's time to rapid fire through these Week 9 matchups. I was 7-1 and one again last week. Now up to 43-21 and 21 on the year. The FFL Shark, Bet365, please put these lines up. I'm killing it. I need them. Good God, do I need them. All right, for the rest of the year, I'm going to rip through the matchups that are duds and that do not matter. I'm sorry, but if you're throwing in the towel, hate to see it, but we're moving on quick. And there is no bigger dud than the 16th-ranked Myrtle Beach Merman taking on the 15th-ranked Arizona Big Red. This is Dolphins versus Bengals bad. Whoever scores 70 wins. 
I have Arizona getting their third win of the year. Congratulations. Moving on. Next up, we have the 12th ranked 3-5 Austin Rattlesnakes taking on the 14th ranked 3-5 Cincinnati Psychos. The Snakes are loaded. The Psychos are not. I have the Snakes by at least 30 points. Hate to see it, Glass. Hate to see it. Next game has the 11th rank, 4-4, four four, new look Georgetown Hoyas taking on the red hot. 5th rank, 5-3 Miami Vice. The Vice have won 5 in a row and just added Keenan Allen like we talked about. I like what the Hoyas did. I like their trade. I talked about that earlier. But the, Vo- the Vice winning 5 in a row and then adding a number 1 wide receiver... I have to give it to the Vice. Six in a row for Miami. Love it. Next up, we have the seventh ranked five and three Mimico Tigers taking on the second ranked five and three Bermuda Bluefins. The Tigers just added Amari Cooper, like we talked about before, and they look ready to roll. While Bermuda has half its team on by. Hate to see it, Joel. Mimico has to win this one. I got Mimico over the Bluefins in Week 9. Now, the next three matchups, I think, are the biggest games of the week. First up, we have the 4th ranked 5-3 Dallas Dieselweights taking on the surging 13th ranked 3-5 Georgia Peets. Dallas is coming off a hell of a matchup with the Las Vegas Freebirds, so... He's down 50 bucks. Hate to see it, these. And he's looking to get back on track. While the Peets had a massive comeback against the Breeze to keep their season alive. I think both teams are going to have trouble breaking 100 points this week, though. There's some tough player matchups in this game. But I think Dallas's running backs will be the difference. I have Dallas in a nail-biter. Our next big game has the 6th ranked 5-3 five Fireball Freaks taking on the 3rd ranked 5-3 Curtis Breeze. Fireball continues to rack up the W's without anything from their star players. Kickers and defense won week 8 for the Fireball Freaks, while the Breeze on the other hand have lost 2 in a row and look to be in a funk. See, remember before the year, I sent an email to all the GMs, and I said everyone, and I mean everyone in the league, must make at least one trade before the trade deadline. Well, we're down to one team that has not made a move, and that is the Curtis Breeze. And after their heart's hot start, you can see that this team is in need of at least a little shakeup. I think personally, maybe a big shakeup, maybe something that shocks the league. Now, luckily for the Breeze, I was looking at this matchup. I see them getting back in the win column this week. Sorry, Fireball, but I have the Breeze in a very close one, pulling out the W. But don't think I'm not watching, Breeze. You still got that trade to make, or it is a heavy fine. Last of the top games has the 10th ranked 4-4 Atlantic City Aces taking on the 4-4 Vancouver Grizzlies. Now why would this matchup of two 4-4 teams be the game of the week? Well, just like last week when I said Cincy versus Mimico was the game of the week because the loser was going to be done for the year, I see the same thing this year. Now, 
maybe the team going four and five, you don't need to blow it up. Maybe you could go on a little run and you could get there. You could squeak in. Yeah, maybe. But here is what I'm thinking. That you have zero chance once you lose this game. Whoever loses this game is done. You're missing the playoffs. Start trading your boys for picks. You two, you might want to lose and get some of those goddamn picks back because whew, it's ugly. Looking at the matchup, though, I see the Grizz squeaking out the W over the Aces. Hate to see it, Azano. But boys, this is the game of the week. You better live up to it. Oh yeah, and there's one more game, which has the Buffalo Bush Boys taking on the number ranked, number one ranked Las Vegas Freebirds. Print the shirts, birds by a billion. Week nine, FFL. Let's ride.